Welcome to The Common Rounds. Medical education for medical students by medical students. I'm Andy. And I'm Hamid. So today what we're going to do is go through some anatomy and physiology of the ears and specifically how we can perceive what we hear. Exactly, yeah. So we've talked about cranial nerves before um, and these sort of, we've been to tie in the pictures now. Mm. So let's um, uh, start off with some of the structures of the ear. So there are three key structures that I think our audience needs to be aware of. Mm -hmm. Let's start with the external ear. What's the external ear or what is it actually? So the external ear is the visible part of the ear that you can see from the outside um, when you look at somebody and what you typically call the ear. Its structures include stuff like the pinna Mm -hmm. and the external auditory meatus. Yeah. And exactly. And it sort of ends when you when you look into the ear, it ends at the sort of the tympanic membrane, which is mm-hmm. that conduction surface of the ear, which we'll talk about in a moment. Mm-hmm. But the whole point of the ear is that it directs sounds, um, it picks up sounds, the structure is such mm-hmm. that it picks up sounds and directs it into the um, into the ear canal. Yep. Now that brings us up to the next part of the ear, which is the middle ear. Mm-hmm. What's that comprised of? So inside the middle ear, it's located within the temporal bone of your skull. And it contains three very important bones, or mm. called three ossicles. Yep. And they connect it from the tympanic membrane that you see into the oval window. And yep. the oval window is a connecting structure of the cochlea, yep. um, which is within the inner ear. Exactly. You mentioned it a bit in a sec. That's right, yeah. And so you mentioned the three bones. The three bones that are important for transmission of sound from the tympanic membrane, which feels that initial vibration in the, mm. in, in the outer ear to the cochlea, which is part of the inner ear, are the, um, the malleus, yep. the incus, and stapes, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, you're right. Yep. And so they're all connected to each other, and they're just essentially a way of transmitting the sound into the cochlea. Mm-hmm. And I think it amplifies it as well. Exactly. Uh, in the process. Yeah, there are two tiny muscles as well, which oh, okay. I found really fascinating. So there's yep. the tensor tympanum, which is innervated by the, um, by, I think, is it the maxillary branch of the um, trigeminal Man- V3? V3? V3, yeah. Mandibular, yeah. Um, and also stapes as well, which is um, another muscle, which is innervated by a different nerve, uh, the facial nerve. So there's, it's a bit confused, but there are two ner- cranial nerves yep. that stimulate these two muscles. Mm. And the whole point of them is to maintain um, or to, uh, to try to um, equilibrate the pressure and the sensitivity of those bones that are transfer- mm. transmitting the sound. Let's talk about the inner ear, which is a really key thing here. Yep. Um, what is the inner ear? Well, the inner ear is also called, I think it's called the cochlea as well, yep. where you've got, it, it looks like a snail's shell. It does. It's, yep. it's a, so it's a spiral-like structure. And inside you've got lots of different, uh, or three different, uh, I think, labyrinth yeah. structures. Fluid containing yeah. yeah, fluid containing compartments. Two outer compartments contain this thing called perilymph. Yep. And the one sandwiched between the middle is called, uh, it has has got endolymph exactly. circulating it. That's right. And so yeah. with the endolymph, that's um, obviously... In, in the vicinity of the sort of where hearing occurs mm-hmm. and the hearing occurs by two particular cell types that are located within the basilla membrane mm-hmm. the basilla membrane separates one of the perilymphs from the endolymphs no, I'm not mistaken yes so what are the two hair cells because I know there's an inner and an outer ear so do they have the same functions or do they do different things they do a bit different things so um, hair cells are pretty much the essentials uh, the key cell type that uh, the depolarization of the hair cells help us actually mm. uh, create the signals that we, we the electrical signals that help us hear yeah. and you've got inner hair cells and outer hair cells yeah in terms of uh, they're all located in very neat, uh, nice and neat rows of hair cells yeah and you've got one row of inner hair cells and three rows of outer hair cells mm. the outer hair cells kind of uh, pick up the signals and 
I think they somehow adjust the sensitivity of the inner hair yeah. cells, whereas the inner hair cells are the key uh, hair cells that help us actually hear this. Yeah. So they're important for conduction of hearing. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, hair cells modify signals or, or change the signals. They're sort of like a gain function on a microphone. Um, they, they receive input from the brain and then adjust accordingly for the noise. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. in addition to that, we, we really haven't mentioned how actually that hair cells are activated. So mm-hmm. you get this trend. So the bones start vibrating on the cochlea. And that causes yep. a change in the fluid pressure, isn't it? Yes. And then what happens? So there's something that yep. must be going on. Definitely. And so like each time, like it, it, when the cochlea is stimulated by the bones pressing onto it, um, it causes the fluid inside to either bulge or, you know, vibrate. Yep. Between the middle layer is that layer, sorry, the middle compartment containing the endolymph. That's called the, um, uh, sa- uh, sorry, Str- yeah. scala media. Yeah. The scala media. And between the scala media and the scala tympani, these are the two different compartments. There's this layer called the bacilla membrane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which we that, that contains the yeah, hair cells. Yeah. That contains the hair cells. And the hair cells, the body is embedded in the basilla membrane. And the hair cells, the, the cilia and the hair mm-hmm. themselves, they come in contact with this rigid membrane called the tectorial membrane. So they protrude into where the endolymph is. And yes. on top of that yep. lies the um, tectorial membrane. membrane. Yep. Yep. So the basilla membrane is the membrane that actually vibrates with yeah. the structure. Whereas the hair cells themselves, they when they vibrate, they kind of press against this tectorial membrane, depending on how the um, mm-hmm. how the the vibration is. So so they bend and change according to the pressure. Yes. Yeah. And so to make life simple, it's just when the hair cells bends one way, it causes either a depolarization mm-hmm. in the um, in the cell membrane, or when it bends the opposite way, it causes a repolarization. Yeah. And so that trans uh, that translates this kind of mechanical. Uh, process into an electrical signal. Yeah, so interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens is that so once the um, uh, vibration occurs on the cochlea, mm-hmm. that causes a change in the pressure within the perilymph, within which mm-hmm. is then transferred onto the basement membrane, which yeah. then causes the shifting of the the hair cells, cells against the, the tectorial membrane. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing how all this ha- mm-hmm. happens without us being conscious. What we haven't mentioned is that if you unroll the cochlea, which is as you mentioned, a, um, mm-hmm. sort of a snail-looking shell, into yep. a linear structure yep. at the base of the cochlea, you tend to hear the high pitch sounds mm-hmm. and at the apex is the low pitch sounds. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because the, the uh, frequencies are mapped all across the um, straightened cochlea. Yeah. So it's all mapped out. It's just, it blows my mind every time I think about it. Mm. Now, so let's say um, depo- you mentioned depolarization. How does that depolarization actually happen? Are there, so there must be electrolytes going in and out, I'm assuming. Yeah, and actually, un- unfortunately, that's something that I don't quite fully understand. With yeah. it. So it has something to do with like potassium mm. um, enter- entering the cells and that would cause a... And brings the charge back up yes. to thresholds. So that cause hyperpolarization. But do you, did you know a bit more about it? Yeah, so I think what happens, it's very counterintuitive to the way nerves normally conduct. Okay. In normal nerve conduction, sodium comes in and causes depolarization. In yep. this case, potassium comes in and brings the cell back up to positive. Okay. It causes depolarization of the hair cells. Okay. And that causes calcium influx and release of glutamate. Oh. And then glutamate is released onto spiral ganglion cells, which are kind of your dorsal... Uh, so they're kind of your afferent cells coming, afferent nerve cells coming in, which yeah, going to the brain. Yeah, going to the brain. Yeah. So that's kind of your like your sensory nerve fibers going into the spine. Yeah, and that's that follows a normal conduction pattern that we're used to, where sodium comes in to depolarize. Okay, but hair sure. cells work a little bit different. Potassium is what causes Potassium. depolarization. Okay. Sure. So let's say the spiral cell ganglion, which is really your afferent fibers, bring yep. that information in. What happens then? Okay, so from the hair cells, they travel through the um, the 
the nerves that are provided by the spiral ganglion. Mm-hmm. And what they will do is that they will synapse at the cochlear nucleus. Yep. That's part of the cranial nucleus number eight yes. that we talked about in a few episodes back. Yep. And from that point, they synapse. And there are two major pathways you're telling me I about? I think so, yeah. What's one of them? So the, the first pathway is that they travel through the um, medial, uh, sorry, the lateral lemniscus, which is important for hearing, directly to the inferior colliculus, which is a midbrain structure. Is that after crossing? or? Um, and, and they cross as well, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. And so that then direct, and then from the inferior colliculus, they go to the medial um, geniculate body. So okay. and for music, and medial geniculate body is in the thalamus which yep. we mentioned before yep. and then that's where it sends through the auditory um, areas in the cortex okay. but it, it's not as simple as that there are mm. a, a, another structure as well that they can sign up so do you remember what structure that was? Yep. so instead they can um, they sent ipsilaterally on the same side mm-hmm. and they synapse at the superior olivary nucleus yep. And from the superior olivary nucleus, after synapsing, it goes, once again, through the um, lateral lemniscus to the inferior colliculus and the same pathway. Inferior colliculus to the medial geniculate body, and from that point to the um, superior, uh, so to your primary auditory cortex. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The purpose of the um, the superior olivary olivary nucleus from my readings is to help localize where the sounds come from. So it's from the left side, the right side, up, bottom. Um, but yeah, so there are two key pathways that we need to be aware of. Mm. Now, inside the inner ear, there is also another structure called the um, uh, that that's important for vestibular function, for the function of motion. I think mm. we'll leave it at that. Yep. Um, in our next episode, we'll finish off the ear by talking about the vestibular functions. Mm. The next episode is really important because it ties into some of the visual things we're going to talk about in the future about balance, balance exactly abnormal eye movements. Yep. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, In our next episode, we'll finish off the ear by talking about vestibular function, I think. It's going to be a short one. Hmm. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Our episode today was put together by our executive producer, Gautam, and our core editor, Cindy. For notes, elective experiences, and much more study resources, visit our website on thecommonrounds.wordpress.com or visit us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. If you like our episodes, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It means a lot to us. You've been listening to The Common Rounds. I'm Hamid. And I'm Andy. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.